0: we to another episode of the Mix Witches podcast post dealing with my microphone and trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> We've got it this time. We figured it out. Yup. You're It's your turn to go so... first today. And we figured ah. that out beforehand, but yeah. What are you going to talk about?
1: Yup. Well, we have reached the last two Astrological houses yeah that that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> It's one of those things where it was coming out of my mouth but i was like you might as well fuck it up with confidence
0: fair enough like when miss yep. roberts always told us to play that yep. note wrong and don't make the face Yep. mr harris used to tell us that too he's like if you if you sing the wrong note just continue to sing the wrong note don't make a face or anything and it's like i'm sorry but that's impossible i cannot not cringe thank <laughs> you <laughs> thank you for your input it was unwanted
1: wow <laughs> anyway we're doing the 11th and 12th houses today We're almost done with the basics of astrology. After this, we have to do planets. I'm running out of steam. (laughs) (laughs) I love astrology, but I'm, like, making myself sick of it.
0: Well, maybe. Well, I mean, after you do the houses, you can always take a step back and then come back to the planets later.
1: I feel like I want to do that, but I also feel like I want to get them over with. I'll make, I'll decide. (laughs) Flip a coin. It'll be, it'll be fine. Well, the planets, I just realized the planets come in groups, so I'm going to do them in the groups. Mm. (laughs) Instead of doing them separately. So I'm not going to king myself. But anyway, 11th and 12th houses. So the 11th house is called the House of Friends. And it is ruled by Aquarius and the planets Saturn and Uranus. So the 11th house is... its I've written down right here. The, it sums it up pretty well. If the 5th house is the house of play, the 11th house is the playground. It's where we share space and time with others and create our social circle of friends. So this group addresses clubs, organizations, social groups, networking organizations, professional associations your tribe who's in it and how you feel about it basically excuse me I have burps so the eleventh reflects our hopes and wishes what we desire and what we want to achieve the eleventh house also addresses the kinds of friend the kinds the kind of friend we are in mm-hmm. our view of utopia and how society should be where we fit in the collective the collective being society it also governs stepchildren, foster children, and adopted children. So the 11th house is definitely the, it's like a, if you'll notice, some houses kind of feel similar to each other, like the 9th house is your house of morals, that would be like also in your eleven. you know, your 11th house is like, then how do you fit those morals into society? What do you think? society should look like and people should act and what kind of friends you want to have I'm trying to remember my 11th house is in virgo <laughs> i'm like what house what yeah. sign <laughs> who <laughs> who am i <laughs> um which means i remember so sum, summing it up basically i remember it saying um i don't, I don't do friends <laughs> well, say so I found it. It says when the ele- I'm flipping to my book. I found it. When the eleventh house is in Virgo, there's often something wrong with friends you find, and that doesn't, you know that that's not <laughs> that's not a, that's not a raving review. <laughs> um. While in the best possible light, this could show friends who are healers, truly intelligent and incredibly dedicated to their cause. In most cases, it also speaks of betrayal of some kind and people who aren't adequate to fulfill a person's needs. I know Virgo is a sign of being nitpicky. I definitely feel that way about friends. I'm very particular about who I let in. I have walls. But it's not walls like I don't like people. I like people perfectly fine. I just don't trust him. I don't trust y'all. No. <laughs> I like people fine enough. <laughs> also, Virgo is the is a bit of a martyr sign, and it is a bit of a perfectionist sign. So um, it could be. If you also have Virgo here, one of the ways it can manifest. I don't personally feel this way, but one of the ways it can manifest is being, you know, a bit nitpicky about society. Kind of like things should. You People who have Virgo here probably feel like this is how society should look. This is how I see it. And it probably ain't how it to be, but that's okay. <laughs> you have Virgo there. That's your excuse. <laughs> if you have, like, Leo in your 11th house or Libra, you may have a lot of friends. You may want to have a lot of friends. Very social. Social little butterfly. <laughs> if you have Scorpio here, you don't give a shit. fuck a friend that's y'all <laughs> if you have like if you have aries here you may be like it may be hard for you to make friends not that you don't like people but that you're very independent you have to be the leader of the group you're the you're the you are the leader of the group, and you have everybody else, and those are your subjects. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> so the 11th house is how you interact, basically, in society. It's the house of friends, but it also includes the collective in society. So The 12th house is the house of the unconscious. And it is ruled by Pisces and the planets Jupiter and Neptune. So the 12th house is kind of hard to describe. Because I feel like there's multiple definitions. But basically it is the house of sacrifice and higher service, selflessness, and charity. It's also the house of karma and lessons. It's where our blind spots live, self undoing. It's also called the veil of tears. It is the dominion of hidden enemies and those who are lost to us through estrangement or early death. This house also rules jails, hospitals, institutions asylums danger secret enemies and clandestine affairs you know so i don't i don't know what sign romeo and juliet would have had in this house but strong ones that type of that's what we're talking about here (laughs) we also deliberate on strengths and weaknesses that are hidden from public view in this house here we meet up with the results of everything we have done It is in the 12th that we review what we have been and done and how we move forward. So the planets go through all of our houses. The sun is going to go through, like, you know, every month because it moves through your signs. And the moon is even, it does it every, at least once a month. In fact, mine was just in the 12th house. Thanks. (laughs) So this is the house that is, like, The culmination house. <laughs> what do I have mine in? <laughs> mine is in Libra. Well, it's a nice It's Which is a nice sign. <laughs> I remember thinking that, being like, oh, okay, cool. Yay,
0: oh, hey, finally.
1: Because <laughs> <sighs> it could be in some. It, you could have your 12,000 Scorpio, and I'm sorry for you. That just sounds. Dangerous.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I also see this as the house we, you and I, have been talking about this about spiritual allies. This is the house I think you should find those in, or where your magic lies, because this is like this to me. It's the hidden. It's the hidden house. I kind of feel like that is attached to that. Like if you have, I'll tell you what. My first <laughs> sentence. <laughs> well. First sentence, 12,000 Libra, I have, you prefer to use analysis, negotiation, and fairness to find their purpose and practice their spirituality. So that made me think this house might influence how you view religion and spirituality and then how you go about doing it. So if you have an earth sign there, oh, see, I was also. This is, my brain isn't working. It was thinking, like, if you were trying to think, oh, what kind of, if I was an elemental witch, what kind of witch element would you have? You might have, like, this may be a place to look. If you have an earth sign there, you could be, like, an earth witch. Or maybe that's how you like to practice.
0: That's an interesting theory. Because I'm, like, looking at mine, I was like, water baby.
1: <laughs> you have a water sign there?
0: I have cancer, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, you would. Yeah, see, yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily feel like air is my element, but Venus also rules Libra, which that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's my bag. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> mhm. But it was all yeah. I was thinking mm, this is the house of the unconscious, so dreams, psychic stuff, and it's ruled by Pisces, so you know. It's very much a spiritual place. But also, if you have any karmic lessons to learn, that is also where they are, on top of specific planets that have to do with that. Right here I have, you have a hard time working with others, and taking on a partner isn't recommended for you. Mm. So, if you have a, a sign, you may be like Aries here, Libra here, you may be a solitary witch, whereas if you have like Sagittarius or a more friendly sign. You may be like a part of a coven or a church or something. You may like the community part. It says you're engaging in social when seeking the divine and their purposeful role in life. So we haven't started talking about spirits too much, but speaking of spiritual allies, we have both been I have recommended you a book and we're both going to read it. And one of the things the author says in said book is talking about how you could have multiple spiritual allies or you could just have one and you could have an ally who doesn't work well with others. All of that stuff may also live in your 12th house. Such as if you, you, if you have a more social sign that also may turn into like having a lot of spiritual allies or spirit guides. Mm Hmm or if you have like if you have scorpio here you may be a more solitary person and you may only have like one ally. One of the ways she describes your spiritual allies. Like this will be a precursor to that. <laughs> Let me just get it get it out of the way. She said one of the um the things about spiritual allies is that we don't pick them. They pick us. They've al- they've already picked us rather. So If you have a sign here that's more solitary, that could be why. You may have a solitary sign because you have a solitary spirit guide. Like, they've done that on purpose, is what I'm saying. (laughs) You get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all makes sense. So. Because it could also inform, maybe also having Scorpio there, since it's the more dark sign, you may have a dark ally. Maybe somebody a bit more spooky. Hmm. or a death god. Or if you have Leo here, maybe your ally is associated with the sun, or is a male. You know, stuff like that. I'm spitballing. I'm not saying it's fact. I'm just having ideas. Suggestions. (laughs) But as I said, I have Libra here, and I don't necessarily feel like an air person, but Libra is ruled by Venus, and I definitely feel attached to Aphrodite. So... But if you have Venus, maybe, if you, even if you have a planet, the actual planet Venus, you may not have Venus herself, but another being associated with Venus in your culture, or what have you, or a female, although Venus could be ruled by a dude. Some of them are in some cultures, but your ally could be like a woman, or women, Maybe if you have lots of planets there, you have lots of allies. Lucky you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lucky. So. Also, if you have some strong placements here, you may have a lot of lessons to work through. I'm sorry. Especially if you have Chiron here or a node. Especially your south node. If you have your south node here, bro. Bro. I don't know what you did, (laughs) but you have a lesson. It may be good to seek a shaman or a witch to, like, help you. Because South Node is a karma placement, and if you have a karma placement in your karma placement, girl. Ooh, I don't know what you did, but... I don't know what you did in a previous life, but damn. Also, Saturn... Is a planet of lessons, so be careful. Look out for him, too, if you have him there. So that's what I have. Wow. Oh, yeah. We are done with the houses. When <laughs> we are almost done with the basics of astrology.
0: That's exciting. Cool. You know, so since we were talking about that, I had... You, you remember that um, birth chart we originally printed out, that very, very first one when we were first getting in, into everything? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking through it because obviously I still have it. I
1: still have mine. I was
0: looking through it, and I realized it only has the planets and what signs those planets are in. It never had the houses on it. Hmm. And I had always, like, it makes more sense why it didn't feel complete because it doesn't have the houses in it. (laughs) This makes sense makes sense also it says that my my venus is in cancer and that's a lie my venus
1: is in gemini (laughs) that is a lie wow that makes so much sense bro that makes so much sense your venus is in gemini that's why you're bisexual ah (laughs) Makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. It's
0: also in my eleventh house. So, oh,
1: girl, don't say it like that. We gotta relook at your chart. We got. We got to. Girl, you make sense. Everything <laughs> makes sense now. It all makes so
0: much more sense.
1: Oh.
0: Huh. <laughs> What do you have for us? <laughs> going off of that, when, when we're going to go and I'm just going to redo my birth chart and send it to you after this. Uh,
1: no, literally.
0: <laughs> I am going to be talking about auras today. This was not, yeah. this was not the plan originally. Originally, oh, I was going to be talking about Okami and Yokai. But somebody <laughs> didn't do her notes. I did them yesterday, <laughs> last night specifically, and this morning. And I, okay. I, I started doing the Okami one, and I was like, I need more time with this. This is going to take a while.
1: So, it'll be a lot easier if you have
0: that encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> I <right> know. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, auras instead Okami later, at a, at, at a different time. <laughs> So, before I get started, all of the information I will be giving out today is from mindbodygreen.com and from goop.com. The reason, before anybody says anything, the reason it's called goop is because that's the name of the company that does the aura photography. That's why it's called goop. I, I stopped when I started writing down the site name as well and I was like goop why the fuck is it called goop and then I you know actually read and it makes more sense anyway (laughs) what is an aura Um, an aura is your spiritual energy field and every living thing on the planet exudes one has one Uh, there's different colors And they mean different things, obviously. Most of us know this at this point in our journey, in our life. Auras are touted around all the time. It's not like... It's not like they're not talked about. They're talked about all the time. And they're thought to tell us about our emotional and spiritual health health, as well as our physical health. Think of auras as like your magnetic field because all like everything living and some things not living give off like electrical fields it's the same it's a similar concept and you can really think about it in the same way because you're exuding electricity no matter what and it's gonna create its electrical field around you that is what your aura is There are seven layers, seven auric layers, and they all have different meanings. So your first layer is your physical layer, and this pertains to your physical health. It is the closest to the skin, and it is also called the etheric plane. Your next is your emotional layer, which corresponds with, you know, your emotions. Makes sense, right? And it changes with your mood. But it might be dull or smudged if you're in emotional, ta- um, emotional turmoil. I can talk. Your next layer is your mental layer. And that deals with logic, reasoning, and thoughts. Next is your astral body layer. And that deals with your spiritual health. Where you, and it is where you store your capacity for love. The next is etheric layer, which is your psychic abilities. And if it's clear, it helps you tap into other people's energies and connect with people who have a similar wavelength as you. Your second to last is your celestial layer, and that's where your dreams and intuition are stored. It's also the plane of enlightenment. So someone with a strong, like someone... Who has a strong field in this layer tends to be highly creative and your last layer is your casual layer I don't know why it's called a casual layer but it's called a casual layer and it's your last layer um, it harmonizes with all the other layers and is essential for your life's path so what do the colors mean the colors correspond with your seven main chakras for the most part you have red which is your root chakra, and that vibrates at the color red. If you have red in your aura, it means you work from a stable base. And red means strength, willpower, new beginnings, leadership, action, practicality, and passion. Next is orange sacral chakra, which is you're the emotional equivalent of snuggling under a weighted blanket, which I really liked when I was reading that. I was like, that's so cute. Orange means you're creative, confident, independent, collaborative, excellent pe- you have excellent people skills, and you love challenges. Yellow is for your solar plexus, and it's the definition of who you are to yourself and the world. So, yellow means you are optimistic, enthusiastic, open-minded, you love variety and freedom, you're generous, generous, playful, and whimsical. Tan, which doesn't correspond with a chakra, but it means you are detail-oriented, cautious, logical, strategic, you have a to-do list, and you're highly intelligent. Next is green and pink which correspond with the heart chakra meaning you are you have a lot of growth, you're goal oriented, you're determined, focused, ambitious, competitive, a perfectionist maybe, but also you're compassionate, kind and loving. Blue is your throat chakra and that is depth of feeling, trust, devotion, loyalty, nurturing personal relationships. Supportive, intuitive, sensitive, 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 and empathic. I said I could talk, but clearly I can't today. <laughs> Purple and violet that goes along with your third eye chakra. Uh, this means you are a visionary, unconventional, non judgmental, playful. You love to be inspired, and you're a delight to others. This also means you might have psychic abilities and are highly intuitive. Oh, that's the wrong way. White is a very rare color and it corresponds with the crown chakra. This is for higher consciousness. The source, the source was in all caps, but I didn't write it down. You get it. Um, destiny, intense energy and cosmic wisdom. And the last is black, which you don't really want to have black in your aura. Because that means you're holding on to negative thoughts and emotions. And the energy through your chakras is blocked because of that. So your colors can change over time just like you do as a person. Like you're, wh- The person that you were as a child is not the person you are now. And the aura you had as a child is also not the aura you have now. I mean, they might be similar. They might almost look identical. But they are different because you are a different person. Generally, they're not going to stay the same all the way through. Because you're going to grow up and you're going to change. And your personality is going to change. So they can change over the, over time. Or they can stay very similar to the same And you can learn how to see auras, though I've never managed it myself. And it's still a point of frustration, but it's just maybe it's just not my bag. Who knows? Maybe eventually I'll learn how to do it. But at this point in my life, I have not. I'm not really gonna go into detail on learning how, because there's a lot of different ways and they're gonna change per person. It's never gonna be the same for each person, because everybody's different. But some of the things that you can do is you can meditate. Um, you can look into a mirror with a plain background behind you and like unfocus your eyes and focus on a party. Like unfocus your eyes on a part of your body or something like that. It sounded very complicated. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> You can also go get your aura uh, photographed, which is not you learning how to see auras, but maybe you can talk to the people and be like, hey, blah, 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 figure, maybe talk to them about it. And then the last was one that I learned while I was on deployment. And you can take, um, like, a candle flame or even one of the fake candles, and what you're going to do is you're going to focus on the flame And you're going to unfocus your eyes. And you're just going to do your best not to blink. You're just going to be staring at it. And then after, I don't remember the amount of time. But after a little while, instead of looking at the flame, you'll turn your eyes up to just around the flame instead. Or onto a dark surface and you'll see like the green outline of the flame or the yellow outline. Whatever it tends to be. You can also cleanse your aura, which if you have black in your aura, I would, I would suggest it. It might be something you need to do. Just a thought. But some of the ways that you can do that, you can meditate. You can practice positive affirmations, visualization, smudging, energy balancing, or healing, which you can go to like a Reiki healer for that. There are there are light workers that uh, specifically work in aura cleansing. They're everywhere. You can find something somewhere, I'm sure. And that's what I have for today. That was auras.
1: I think like auras are one of those things that I thought were really interesting, like when I was a kid. But they kind of fall into the wayside. Not that I don't think they're interesting, but I'm just not invested in them.
0: I agree. There's like so much more to be studying and looking so at.
1: <laughs> so much more.
0: <laughs> so much more. <laughs> Telling
1: about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what kind of media are you bringing us today?
1: Well. <laughs> It wasn't hard my just my brain didn't work but i thought i'll do the 11th house since that's friends and a lot of things are about friends i'm not gonna touch the 12 i'm not even gonna let's just not
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's just leave that
1: so of all the things we have on our list that have groups of friends the one i wanted to talk about was magical do re oh god <laughs> okay which is I was going to talk about Madoka Magica. We're not going to do that. (laughs) That is something we're not going to (laughs) do. We are not. not. (laughs) To be fair, the first thing I thought of was the Little Witch Academia. We talked about That's the first thing I thought about, but we talked about
0: that. Yeah, I was going to say, we've talked about that one before.
1: So I'm not gonna do it again. <laughs> so Magical Doremi came on in the early two thousands. You're the same age as us, and you probably saw it. Just like I talked about Tokyo Mimu. Oh yeah. That's old as fuck too. <laughs> yeah. I'm old. <laughs> Shut <2019 up>. <laughs> so it aired it aired in Japan between ninety nine and 03. It's four seasons long. Damn.
0: Oh, God.
1: It aired over here on, by, was produced by 4 Kids and aired over here in 05. So, took us a little while to get it.
0: Yeah, That's I'm trying funny. to, like, think of how old I was at that time. I would have been nine. I was
1: seven. Yeah, so you would have been nine. Well. Magical Dory Me is a magical girl anime. Duh. Yes. <laughs> and it's cute. And there's, I'm looking at the three. Oh, Doremi is pink, Aiko is blue, and Hazuki is orange. Mm-hmm. Great.
0: They're great.
1: <laughs> Doremi is a third grade elementary school girl. And in this world, which is our secret? And, uh, when Do-Re-Mi discovers that the owner of a magic shop is a witch, she, that witch is then cursed because that's what happens. They have to be secret. She's turned into a witch frog. And then she makes Do-Re-Mi her witch apprentice and gives her the ability to catch to catch. To cast magic, not catch magic.
0: <laughs> catch <laughs> magic, like an STD or something.
1: <laughs> I caught magic, guys. So it says in order to become a fully fledged, fully fledged, yeah, fully fledged witch capable of turning Miss Madarika back into a human, Doremi has to pass nine different witch tests while also keeping her own identity a secret from other humans. And then she's soon joined by her best friends. Hatsuki and Aiko. And later by her younger sister, Pop.
0: Oh my god. I hate... (sighs) (laughs) Also, that doesn't seem like you're keeping it very secret, my dude.
1: That's a lot of people. (laughs) Well, they all become witch apprentices with her. That's a lot of people. (laughs) They become become a group of witches.
0: (laughs) This is how Blackpink started. (laughs) (laughs)
1: No. Let, let it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and there's a rival witch apprentice. Is it a boy? Is she. No. Okay.
0: Mm, no. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> That's just how it felt like it was going because you know I yeah. was thinking Sailor Moon, Tuxedo Mask. That's because, usually yeah. how it goes. <laughs>
1: Because we watch anime, we know how this goes.
0: But this time it did not.
1: No. Her name is Onpu. Uh-oh. Sagawa. She's been using forbidden magic to influence people's memories. Girl. While initially cold to the other girls, Onpu soon warms up to them and sacrifices herself by wiping the memories of those that attempted to expose them to prevent their identities from being revealed. And in order to save Onpu from eternal sleep, the girls give up their magical powers to awaken her. All of that. And then <laughs> there's, there's three other seasons. And they all have different plots. <laughs> I, <laughs> But that's the, that's the initial gist. And it's a magical girl anime. It's a group of girls. It's a group of witches. Baby witches. That do magic. Baby witches. I remember watching this. And then. Not thinking that I wanted to be a witch. But it was definitely one of those things. in the In the folder. <laughs> of like,
0: hmm. In the back of the mind.
1: Yes, like, I want, I want to do spells. I want to be, I want to be, where's a wand? I want one.
0: <laughs> I want a wand.
1: I feel like, because I kind of feel like people always talk about, like, Harry Potter, of course. Yeah. I feel like Harry Potter is such a, tw- it's a tween thing. That's what you think when you're 12. Shows like this are what you think when you're 6 and yeah. you want to be a witch. Like, yeah, because, that's what's important to me.
0: <laughs> because when you're 11, that's so far away when you're 6. That's 5 years.
1: <laughs> like, I feel like Harry Potter's what you want when you're a teenager. Yeah. I want to do black stuff and, and and make people into toads and shit. This is what you watch when you're 6 and you're making, like, love potions in the backyard.
0: Yeah, you're putting rose petals and stuff in Little a bucket sticks. and filling it with water and stirring it with a stick.
1: You don't this even know that rose petals friends. actually
0: go along with love potions and then you you do it naturally yep i used to throw strawberries in there too strawberry leaves
1: yeah this is what you this is the sh- stuff you're watching when you want to be a witch and you collect stones at the pond this uh-huh. is what this is it you're right and shells <laughs> and shells which
0: i still do but... did you did you see my picture with the uh, really thin pieces of shell it yesterday like glass. right they were very very pretty. That's why I called the. That's why I called them uh, mermaid scales. Because they're like so thin. It's like, how did you come out from inside your shell? Did you have a shell? Yeah. Do I care? Probably not. Like nope. I gotta take them out of my purse still because I haven't done that. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, you probably should do that. Probs. So, this is, like, very similar to, like, if you watched Winx Club and... Oh, I loved Winx. Which, the one that was an acronym, and Tokyo Mew Mew, and Sailor Moon, and this is one of them. It's cute. Card Captor Sakura, this is one of them.
0: Oh my god. Can we talk about, like, the amount of bi representation that's in Card Cardcaptor Sakura?
1: <laughs> Bro, the book, that book, she sometimes will give references to things... And she mentions clamp a couple of times and I'm just like, Clamp, get out of my face. No, Clamp uh, is
0: Clamp is so LGBT <laughs> like inclusive. It's crazy. And I It's because Maybe that's why I always they, watched it.
1: Oh, well, it's because some of the things like they write, they'll use, you know, spirits. And if and if the reference is in there, she puts the she puts them in there. Yeah. Like she talks about like I dreamed of genie when she's talking about genies. Where she'll talk about video games and I'm just like I appreciate this. Also, Clamp, get out of my
0: face. Literally, everywhere I turn, <laughs> there you are. Literally, Clamp shows up everywhere.
1: <laughs> I saw it the first time and I was like, what? Clamp, get out of my face. Literally. I'm trying to read about spirits. Clamp is like
0: they they just don't give a fuck. <laughs> At least somebody somewhere is gay. At least one character is bi. There might be a trans character so in they somewhere.
1: so much stuff that now you, we just can't escape them. And you know if what? A spirit, it's in
0: there. You know what? I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my hands on Clamp since I knew what anime was and what manga was. I'm not giving them up now.
1: <laughs> well, this isn't about this. The Clamp didn't write me. but. <laughs> <laughs> This is definitely one of those like you know if you like you like Say the Moon Car all of them. You'll like this
0: one. Yeah.
1: It is for children, though, So remember like don't don't get don't
0: Yeah, don't get don't caught up in it. They'll be weird about it. That too. <laughs> People get so weird about like Tokyo Mew Mew and it's like dude. I
1: know.
0: They're literally just like weird about anime. Yeah.
1: It really makes it hard to be a weeb, because some weebs, we are like, we don't know them, though.
0: Yeah, it's just like, Ugh, you need to. We some need of to y'all see. ruin
1: it for the rest of us. <laughs> but tell me anything that you can enjoy that isn't like that. I feel that way about wrestling. I feel that way about anime. I feel that way about comic books. Some of y'all just ruin shit for people. Fair y'all enough. need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> What's your immediate? I
0: am going to be talking about something by Studio Ghibli. And I feel like we bring up Studio Ghibli a lot, but we don't actually talk about things from Studio Ghibli? Question mark? Yeah. You know? So, I am going to be talking about The Cat Returns today. Because I love it. (laughs) And I was just watching it before this. So. (laughs) So. Uh, The Cat Returns was animated in 2002 it's a japanese animated film directed by we're going
1: old today both of us (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh hiroyuki uh morita was the director Mm -hmm. just know it's one of hayao miyazaki's movies you know that Mm -hmm. you know it's just one of the it's a studio ghibli movie come on now you get it we know um, it's a spinoff of Whisper of the Heart, which I haven't talked about that yet either. But uh, in it, the Baron, which is I'll I'll talk about him. The Baron is shows up in Whisper of the Heart. Whisper of the Heart came before this, and they they took the Baron and they said, let's create a story around this character, and they did. <laughs> So, Haru is a quiet and shy high school student who, is, who has a She has a suppressed ability to talk with cats. <laughs> One day she saves a cat from being hit by a truck on a busy road. The cat she saves turns out to be Loon, the prince of the cat kingdom. As a thanks, the cats give Haruhi gifts of catnip and mice. And she is offered the prince's hand in marriage. Unbeknownst to the prince, the prince was not in on this. (laughs) When she saves him, he was actually getting a gift to use as an engagement present for the cat that he wants to marry. He he was out getting it, and then he was going to propose marriage to this cat, and then almost got hit by a truck, so... uh, she has a mixed reply when she's talking to, um, the Cat King's, not Jester, whatever his name is, attendant, and he takes that as a yes, so he's like, yeah, we'll come pick you up tonight, and she's like, wait, 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 what? (laughs) No, no, no. So, wanting none of this, Haru hears a kind female voice which tells her to seek out Muta, a large white cat, and to get Directions to the Cat Bureau from him. Muta leads her there to meet Baron Humbert von Gickingen. Oh, so, so long. Which is the same Baron from Whisper of the Heart, who is a cat figurine given life by the work of his artist, and Toto, a stone raven, who comes to life much like the Baron. Soon after meeting them, Haru and Muta are forcefully taken to the Cat king- Kingdom, leaving Toto and the Baron in the human world to follow the group from the air. They find the entrance to the Cat king- Kingdom on Earth, five lakes forming a cat's paw. So, Haru is kidnapped to the Cat Kingdom, and she's like, yeah, it's so great here, and blah, 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 and they take her to the Cat cat uh, cat Castle. The castle? The Cat Castle? <laughs> and they start like primping her and blah blah and she starts turning into a cat when she starts turning into a cat is the moment she's like wait I don't want any of this I remember that I didn't want any of this I don't want to turn into a cat take me home and they're like well you can't now so of course the Baron comes and like uh saves her and all these other things you know how this story goes Honestly, forgetting the fact that he's a statue, I feel Haruhi on, like, this, this crush that she gets for him. And it's really cute, because at the end of the movie, they're sitting there, and they're all talking, and they're getting ready to leave, like, uh, the Baron and Toto and Muta are getting ready to go back to the Cat Bureau, just, and leave her back to her world. And she like gets some confidence in the meantime. And it's really nice because she's like, by the way, I think I have a little crush on you. And he's like, by the way, I'm a cat statue. And she's like, I know, <laughs> but it's okay. It's a cute movie. I love it so much. Yeah. And the, so like Haruhi could talk to cats when she was a kid, And obviously, she forgot that over time because people suppress, like, the way people talk to you makes you suppress certain abilities. We've talked about this, the whole (laughs) child suppression suppression thing. We've talked about it. But when she was a child, she saved this uh, little white cat from dying. Of course, she she gave the little white cat food is a little, she was going to starve if she didn't. And this little white cat is helping her throughout her life, whatever. She just doesn't realize it. Until she gets to the cat kingdom, she meets her again. Her name is Yuki. She's very cute. Very pretty cat. And spoiler alert, this is the cat that the Prince Loon wants to marry. So he when he went out to get this engagement gift. He went out to get the food that uh, Haru had given her to save her as a kid, to save her as a kitten, to offer as an engagement gift. It was very sweet. (laughs) This makes me want to watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was great watching it again. I haven't finished it yet. Because I was doing notes and I had to keep pausing, but
1: it feels like one of those, It's another one of those movies that like people forget
0: about. No, for sure. Because like Y'all Studio just, Ghibli has just sleeping on it. Yeah, Studio Ghibli has like the big hitters: Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, Howl's Moving Castle. Um, Castle in the Sky is a pretty common one. Nausicaa. But then you have movies like My Neighbor Totoro. Well, no, My Neighbor Totoro is pretty well known. I, I wasn't going to say that first. I was going to say Porco Rosso first. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, uh, Castle in the Sky, Whisper of the Heart, uh, Tales of Earthsea. And then recently there's, um, oh, God, what is it called? Castle of Lupin or something. Lupin of something. See, Something. even I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think that's one of the few that I haven't actually watched. Oh, and then, you know, when Marnie was there, that's not a very common one that people know or Wind yeah. Rises. But people everybody knows Arietti. <laughs> it was a very cute movie. For real? I'll be honest. Arietti is a very cute movie. When Marnie was there is about the ghost of the little girl's grandma. I want to say Grandma, but yeah, it's a ghost movie, so I can understand why it didn't get as much of attention, but it is good, all the same.
1: I really want to start talking about ghosts.
0: (laughs) I want to talk about ghosts.
1: (laughs) Ghosts, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, that's what I have.
1: Well, if you want to hear more about Studio Ghibli from us, (laughs) (laughs) you can find us on Twitter and Instagram just searching for Mixed Witches Podcast. And you can shoot us an email, mixedwitchespodcast at gmail.com.
0: You can also find us on Society6, which is also at Mixed Witches Podcast. Or you can find us on our website, which is mixedwitchespodcast.squarespace.com. I recently posted a blog post on there finally I know right
1: took forever we're we're gonna get better we are
0: it's it just takes a long time I don't have a lot of time to do a lot of things (laughs) I feel like I'm just I have no ideas that too I always feel like they're they're too dumb to be honest (laughs) and then it's like you're the only one who thinks they're dumb just go ahead and post them and find out (laughs) for real Hope you guys had a good time. Hope you guys liked our Studio Ghibli and Clamp and more anime talk. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you learned something along the way. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, what? A man with a dog just walked by. A dog? Yeah. Yesterday when I was at the beach, this this couple had their cat on a leash with them. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Anyways. Anyway. (laughs) Hope to see you guys next week. Bye.
2: Bye. When we were young, our minds were getting faded. Did not appreciate all that they created. We're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. The test, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Chasing after that witch's brew. you got nothing better to do, cause y'all. Sailing down Easy easiest street again. Damn. X marks the spot, or is it O? I've been feeling so low, chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Again, damn! Almost within reach, but out of your grasp. The last drop at the bottom of your glass, yard. Chasing Jason after Adam, that witch's brew, damn, 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 damn. damn, damn, damn.